The Torah tells us that when Avram sent Eliezer to find a wife for Yitzchak, so he went to Haran, and then he prayed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he asked for a divine sign. And he said, if I will ask any, the particular girl to give me water to drink, and the girl responds, not only will I give you to drink, but I will also give your, your camels to drink, this is the girl that was designated for the son of my master. The Gemara Nechulin discusses what Eliezer did within the context of an Isra called the Isra of Nichush. The Isra of Nichush is that one should not take omens seriously. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, Daf uh, says brings a b'raisa, what's Menachesh? Menachesh is Omer, Pita Naflomi Piv. When somebody was in the middle of eating, he planned on doing something, all of a sudden, bread fell out of his mouth, that's a bad omen, and therefore he will not do what he planned on doing. Or there might be a good omen, and therefore one will think that it's his lucky day and one will do something. The issue of Nichosh is not to take these omens seriously. And based on the issue of Nichosh, one has to ask, why was it legitimate for Eliezer to make an omen, make a sign, in order to find out who would be the appropriate bride for Yitzchak? Um, this question was raised by Gemara Nechul and Daftzadikei. Uh, the Gemara starts with a story. Rav Havi Ka'azil Leber of Chanan Chadnei. Rav was on the way to his son-in-law, Rav Chanan. Chazi Mavra the Ka'asilapei. As he got to the river, a ferry was on his way to pick him up. He didn't have to wait for the ferry, it was on his way to pick him up. Amar, Mavra Ka'asilapei. The ferry is coming to greet me. Yoma Tavlago, apparently there will be good fortune when, on, on this trip. Azal Kama Baba, he, when he came to the gate of the house of his son-in-law, Odik Dasha he saw through a crack in the door that the, 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 the meat that was being prepared for a feast in honor of Rav was hanging. Tarav he knocked on the door, the entire, everybody in the house came out to greet Rav. Asa Tabachainami, the cooks came out as well. In other words, nobody was left in the kitchen to watch this meat. Lo al Rav Rav didn't take his eyes off the meat because there's a halacha that basar hanis alamina ayin is asar. If one, if there's basar that you don't, that you didn't pay attention to, it might have been switched, and therefore, even though the meat that you had is kosher, it was shechted properly, if nobody was guarding it, it wasn't watched. That's called basar hanis alamina ayin. And if you don't have any simon on that particular basar, it was just there, and nobody was watching it during that time, you're not allowed to, to eat it. So when everybody came out, including the cooks in the kitchen, Rav kept, kept his eyes on that basar. Amalahu, he told them, the cooks, You almost fed the people of the household something that was asr. Lo achal Rav Rav refused to eat from that meat. Now the Gemara asks on the story, My time, why didn't Rav eat from the meat? Imishum ilumei if it's because it's Basar HaNesalman Ayin, it wasn't Basar HaNesalman Ayin. Rav was watching it the entire time. Ela Denachish. The reason is because he did an, because he did an Ichush. Rashi explains, he did an Ichush when he originally came, so he said, oh, the ferry's coming to meet me, it'll be a good day. 
And he felt guilty about doing that. He thought it might not have been proper. And therefore, he didn't want to... And, he, and when, when the ferry came, he said, Oh, this is wonderful. There'll be festivities when I, when I, get, to, when I get to my son-in-law. Yom Tov will go. It will, it will be, there'll be, it'll be a, a wonderful Yom Tov. It'll be festivities. And therefore, he felt guilty about having done this nichush. And therefore, he refused to eat. So the Gemara says, No, that can't be the reason because of guilt of nichush. Ha'amarav... If it, you do a nichush that's not like the nichush of Eliezer ben Avram, we're going to leave out Yonatan for now, that's not like the nichush of Eliezer ben Avram, it's not considered nichush. And the nichush that Rav had done wasn't like Eliezer ben Avram. So then the Gemara says that there was a different reason why Rav didn't eat from the meat. Um, Rashi explains, what does it mean, call nachash, Sheino, in other words, a nachash has to be something that you that you that you're willing to trust totally. Call nachash sheino somechalav mamash keliezer. You know, he trusted that sign, that omen blindly. There you have the isra of nichush. But if you say, oh, you know, it's a, it's a good sign, you know, it puts you in a good mood, but you don't trust it blindly, then there's no isra of nachash, and. Uh, and in the case of, of, of Rav, he did not trust the blondie. He said, oh, it's a good sign. You know, and he was a little bit happy, but he didn't think that, you know, he didn't base his whole future on, on, on that sign, on that omen. So according to Rashi, um, Rav had not violated the Isra of Nachash, and therefore that's not the reason that he didn't eat from the meat. And he just saw it as a good simon. And this has to do with the continuation of the Gemara. The Gemara distinguishes between Nachash and simon. Tanya Reb Shum ben Lazar Omer, Bayit, Tinok, Isha, Avopishay, Nachash, Yesimon. But you're not allowed to make a Nachash, but if you buy a house, and after you bought this house, you have good luck. You say, oh, that's a, that's a simon for good luck, and, and you're going to think twice, and it would be legitimate to think twice before you sell the house. If after buying a house, things begin to go bad, so you might say, you know what, maybe it would pay to sell the house. As long as you don't, tr- you don't look at this as being something absolute and follow it blindly, but you feel that it was good luck or bad luck, that's not so terrible. That's what Rashi says. If it's a simon ba'alma, that's okay. You know, maybe, you know, you, if something went bad, you should be doeg, you should be choshesh, but not follow it blindly. So Rashi distinguishes between nachash, which is aser, which you, which, which, which you trust blindly on the one hand, and a simon, which is something that you know, can give you good luck, can give you bad luck, to worry, to not to worry, to make you happy, those things are okay. So, based on this, we understand the Gemara, Rav, when the ferry came to greet him, he was happy, it was a good sermon, he said, wonderful. On the other hand, it wasn't the Nachash, like Eliezer, who trusted it blindly, and was willing to be Makadish, uh, Rivka for, for Yitzchak on the spot because the sign was met. This, of course, raises a very interesting question. Why was it legitimate on the part of Eliezer? How could Eliezer, Ever Avram, use a nichush when the Torah does not allow nichush? So one possible answer, an answer that, seemed, that, that is suggested by Tosfos, is that the Isra of Nichush is not an Isra on B'nai Noach. It's not one of the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. It's something specific to Ta'am Yisrael. Tosa says, Kaliyazer Ever Avram, Vim Tomer Eliezer Heich Nichesh. 
According to the opinion that all those things which are usher, the Pasha of Kishuf, including Nichush and being Ma'onin, all those things are usher to Benoach, so how could Eliezer have done it? You know, that Tana Enachanami understands that Eliezer was not a case of Nichush, and we'll get to the other possibility later. The, the opinion of Rav, that Eliezer was a case of Nichush, apparently holds that it's not prohibited for a Ben Noach to do Nichush. Of course, this opinion that it's not prohibited for Ben Noach to do to, for Ben Noach to do Nichush uh, as a solution for our sugya would depend upon a machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban. According to the Rambam in Hilchos Avodah Nichush is not only Aser, but it's stupid as well, because it simply doesn't work. The Rambam in Perikir Aleph, Halacha Tezayin, Udvarim Ha'elu Kulam, all the things that I mentioned in this Perik, including Nichush, Devei Sheker V'chazavheim, Veheim Shehitu Vehem Ovdei Kochavim HaKadmonim L'goi HaRatzos, Kedei Shehinu G'achareim, Vehein Raili Yisrael Shem Chachamim Luchukamim Laham Shich, Limashech Ba'avalim Eilu, V'lo Ha'ot Alev Sheyesh Tohelet Be'en, Kilo Nachash B'Yakov, Lo Kesem B'Yisrael, Right, these are things that, you know, they're stupid and they're silly and nobody with any intelligence, should follow them, and certainly Am Yisrael, that a Chachamim, should not follow, follow Nichush, and he quotes the Pasuk, by, um, by the Brachos of Bilam, Kilo Nachash B'Yakov, V'lo Kesem B'Yisrael. V'nomar ki agoyim ha'eva sh'ata yorei sh'otan, el ma'onin v'al kosnin yishmao, v'atalochin natan l'cha sh'avolkecha, and you shouldn't believe in these things, but you should go in a different direction, that's the Rambam in Hilchos HaVarazar. The Ramban distinguishes between various different things in the parasha of Kishuf. So some of the things are Aser, absolutely Aser. But when it comes to Nichos, he says this is something which is not necessarily Aser. Amra Kasuv, it's the Ramban al-Torah, Amra Kasuv, Ki Tovat Hashem Kol Ose'ele, Someone who does all these things, it's a Toeva. No, it's a Toeva, Ose, called Ose Eila. All that do these things, but not all that do all these things. The Pasuk is talking about only, only most of them. The Ketanim weren't sent out of Israel because of Nichush or being Ma'onein. That wasn't the problem. Everybody wants to know the future. And if there's some way that you can ascertain the future, that's perfectly legitimate. That there's a problem with all the other things, but regarding Nichush and, 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 and One, looking at the various different, perhaps, uh, seasons uh, or, or times, those, in order to, to, to do something at the proper time, that's not Asr and that's not a Toeva. And uh, on the other hand, you have a Navi to go to. You have something better to go to. So you don't have to rely upon Nichush and upon, and upon, and upon uh, Onin. You don't have to do that. You have a better thing. And therefore, and you should follow the Navi. But basically, it's good, it works, it's legitimate, a guy that does it, he's wonderful. So if you want to say that Eliezer did it, then I would imagine, and not only did Eliezer did it, but it worked. So, it would be very, very difficult, according to the Rambam, 
to say that this is considered Nichush, and Eliezer did it, and it worked, if Nichush, according to the Rambam, is absurd and nonsense. On the other hand, according to the Ramban, that basically it's something which is positive and good. However, Jews have something better. So for Eliezer to go ahead and to look for Nichush as a way of determining who would be the proper bride, for Yitzhak would be perfectly legitimate, and uh, Eliezer wasn't a Navi, had no, nothing else to base himself upon, and therefore it's wonderful that, that Eliezer used Nichush as a way of finding the bride for, for Yitzhak. Okay, so according to Ramban, at least we can go in the direction of Tosos, that Eliezer did it because he was an Anjou and he wasn't a Navi, and therefore it was a legitimate tool to use uh, in order to discover uh, the proper bride for, for Yitzchak. The, um, the Tosos goes on to say that according to the, the opinion that it's Aser for Ben Noach to do Nichush, that we have to find a different solution to explain why, 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 what exactly Eliezer was doing. And the Tosa says that according to the second Manda Amar, basically Eliezer didn't trust the simon, and therefore he didn't give her the jewelry until he asked who she was. There's a steer between the first account of what Eliezer did, and the second count that he tell, when he tells all the story to uh, Lavan and Besuel, in the first account, the Torah's account, so it says that he, he before asking who it was, he already took out the, the jewelry. In the second account, it says that he asked who it was, and only then gave the jewelry. So, uh, this Rashi deals with the seemingly tension between these two Yom but in any case, Rashi says he took it out, but he only gave it after he asked. In other words, he didn't totally trust the Nichos, he didn't totally trust the sign, and he didn't give over any jewelry until he found out that this, in fact, was the from the family of Avram. Basically, what uh, Tosas is, is suggesting is that the problem of Nichos is that you're using it in order to divine something, in order to find out something uh, you're using a sign. It was, what was Avram sent? Uh, what was Avram sent Eliezer in order to take a wife from his family? He went to Har and he had no idea that this woman was from, was from her, his family. But it was the sign, the divine sign. So did he totally trust it, and therefore he took out the jewelry and gave it to her before actually finding out who her parents were? That would be Nichush. On the other hand, if we say Nichush is Zasifer ben Noach, then he didn't totally trust the sign. It was a way in which he was able to, you know, to pick out a single girl. But he didn't give her anything until he found out that this was in fact from the family of, of Avram. And therefore, it wasn't Nichush at all. He didn't totally trust the, the Nichush. It was a way of singling a certain girl. And then he asked the proper questions that he had to ask before going further. Uh, in fact, the, uh, the Meshachachma, Points out the uh, a, a problem between in the in the pasuk that in the first account, Avram told Eliezer to go to Artsi Ulmolarati, to go to my land, to go to my homeland. He never said go to my family. On the other hand, when Eliezer tells the story over to Lavan, he says that I was sent to Mishpachti Ubeit Avi. Avram sent me to my family. So. Rashi tries to merge the two and say, initially, Avram sent it to the family. Um, there's an Akedah, a famous Akedah Yitzchak, that says that really Avram never sent 
Eliezer to his family, but rather go back to my to my homeland. And from there, take any girl, not necessarily from my family. And um, when Eliezer did the sign, and he asked the girl who she was, and found out that this girl was actually from Avram's family, so at that point, what he did was he switched around the story in order to convince them to send uh, Rivka with them. He said, Avram came and sent me to you, to, to, to his family, in order to convince them to, to allow him to come. Um, the Meshachachma also builds upon this distinction, and he says that really Eliezer did not do Nichush, because he was sent to his homeland. And therefore, the, it was only a test to find out about her character, whether she, was, she had the proper characteristics for somebody to, for the base of Ram. Was, was she a Balat Chesed, yes or no? And therefore, it was only to determine her characteristics. That's not Nichush. Nichush is if you try to divine something in a mystical way using an omen. So if all you try to find out is her character traits, then it was a perfectly good test, and it's not Nichush at all. On the other hand, if you try to use this sign as a way of finding out who, without asking any questions, that, that there should be some kind of a mystical way of finding somebody from the family of Avram, that would be Nichush. So what the Meshachachim says is, in reality, Eliezer was sent only to his homeland. And therefore, this was simply a character test. And there was no Nichush involved at all. However, when Eliezer told over the story to Lavan and to Besuel, so he wanted to convince them that this you know, was part of the divine plan, so he altered the story, and he said that God sent me to the family. And I did this sign, and it worked, and that, and that shows that this is all part of the divine plan, and therefore... You should, you should, uh, you should agree. So what the Gemara says, "Kol It's not that what Eliezer actually did, but what he claimed he did was Eliezer was really a tzaddik, and there was no nichos, and it was simply a character test. On the other hand, the story that he told over to Lavan and Besuel was a story that seemed to indicate that he had used nichos, but in, in reality he hadn't. So that's how the Meshachachman, in a very very clever way. Uh, solves our problem that Eliezer himself never used Nachash actually. It was only that he claimed to have used Nichush in order to convince uh, Lavan and Besuel. And uh, this really gets us to another point which is made famous by it's in the Sefer Yireim and it's in the Ran, both in the Chedushim in, uh, in Chulin as well as in his Drashos, that Nichush is only when you're using some kind of divine sign, but not when you're doing something that makes sense. Like, if somebody would say, you know, if it rains tomorrow, I won't go on a trip, well, that's not Nichush. That's simply being, uh, being reasonable. It's not, you know, if, if, if God pours rain tomorrow, I'm not going to go on a trip. That's because one doesn't want to walk in the rain. It's not because he used some kind of a divine sign to tell you what he did. So if there's a svaro or a tam, you know, that makes sense, it wouldn't be considered nichush. On the other hand, if you're using nichush in order to have some kind of a mystical insight into something, that would be the problem of nichush. So, the, according to the, uh, the Ran, what the Gemara says is, nichush has to be where you depend upon the, the omen totally, like Eliezer Evan Avram. But Eliezer's sign made sense, and therefore it wasn't prohibited. However, if you have that same dependence on something which doesn't make sense, and it's simply a mystical omen, then it would be Aser. 
So again, in that way, the Ryan wants to get out of this problem as well. And he says what, what Eliezer did was something logical and meaningful, and, he was, and, it was a, and it was a character test, and it made sense, and therefore it wasn't simply an arbitrary divine sign or an arbitrary sign, and therefore it was totally legitimate and, and allowed. On the other hand, doing the parallel thing where it would make no sense, that would be considered nichush, and that would be aser. So when the Gemara says, kol nach kol yezer, it's simply saying that you have to have that dependence, but not that Eliezer himself violated the iser of, of nachash. Okay, I think there's another possible direction that we can go, um, which is hinted to in the Ritva. Ritva says that Eliezer, ever Avram, az chutoshla Avram samech, when he made this divine sign, he didn't do it because there was any magical quality to, the, to this particular sign. Uh, he didn't want to give any, any, any magical powers to events or to things or to objects or to signs, but rather he based himself on the Zuchos of Avram. Because of the Zuchos of Avram, God will show me the right direction, the right path. And he will point out the right, the right girl. So, when Eliezer did it, he didn't do it because he endowed any particular act or, or event with any magical powers. Because he trusted the, the Zuchus of Avram. But the parallel act by somebody else who wasn't basing himself on the Zuchus of Avram, that would be Nichush. So again, the model of Eliezer is a model which, is, which seems to be similar to Nichush. Eliezer himself did not... Did not um, award any magical powers to any event, or mystical magical powers to an event, but he based himself on the Zechus of Avram. That, uh, this answer leads us to uh, the Shita of the Rambam. The Rambam writes The Rambam writes, if somebody says, "Ein menachshim ka'akum shnei malot hanachashu," kaitzad hu anachash, what is exactly nachash? Those that say, "Ah, nafal pita mipi," bread fell from my mouth, or nafal makli miyadi, my staff fell from my hand, any halachim will complain. So I'm not going to go to this particular place. She'im eleich, if I go, I won't succeed, I will be unsuccessful. Ein chafatzai na'asim. Right? Hol ba'ava shu'al mimini, I saw a fox on the right. Ein yotzei mipetach beiti ayol, I'm not going to leave my house today. It was a bad omen. She'im eitzei, yifke'eni adam ramai. If I go out, so somebody will try to trick me. Just like a shu'al, a fox, is a very clever animal and always identified with with Rama'ut and trickery, so too if I, if I saw I, uh, a fox, I'm not going to leave my house so that I shouldn't be tricked. And then he quotes other similar, similar types of omens. And then the Ram says, V'chein ha'meisim simanim, somebody who invents simanim, la'atzmo, im yarli kach v'kach, if this and this happens, I will do A. V'im lo yare, lo esen, if it doesn't happen, I will not do it. Kelly Ezer Evra Avram, the Chen Kol Kiyotzim Dvar Ma'elu Hakol Aser. 
anybody who does an action if you do something because of those omens that told you to do something and then you do it then you get Malchus so that's the Rambam so for the Rambam it sounds like what Eliezer did was forbidden it, was, it, it, it wasn't allowed to be done and in fact that's how the Me'iri interprets the Rambam he says that according to the Rambam the, what Eliezer did was Lokahogan, he should not have done it Um, the question is, how, is, is that the only way to understand the Rambam? I think that it's very, very possible that according to the Rambam, again, the Rambam is using the model of Eliezer, but he's not, he's not actually accusing of, the, of Eliezer of having been over in the issue of Nichosh itself. The Rambam writes, Kola osamasa if you do a maisa because of these things, then you're loka. In other words, even if you make a simon, you do a maisa, you're not loka unless you're doing it because of these things. Because the problem of nichosh is when you award some magical power to things other than God, to, to events and to things other than God. That is, according to Ram, not only is it stupid, but it's also prohibited as well. On the other hand, when we come to Avram, Avram, I mean, I'm sorry, Eliezer. Eliezer did not award magical significance to these events, but rather it came after praying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and asking for a divine sign. There's a Radak that in, the, in, the, in Shmuel Aleph that talks about Yonatan and the Nachash of Yonatan, which we're not going to go into right now, that says the issue of Nachash is our signs which are which are accepted by, by, by society. To assume that those signs, a fox crossing, seeing an eagle, uh, your, your staff falling, there are certain accepted signs which, which were seen, a black cat, which were seen as having certain magical powers. To accept the magical powers of those objects or those events, that's what's usher. But if you make up your own sign as a way of giving some kind of a simon from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's perfectly fine. That's what the Radak says. Again, we're talking about what's the difference between a, a nachash and a simon. A simon is okay. However, a nachash is something that's aser. According to Radak, nachash is something which is universally accepted. However, if you make up your own private signs, that's legitimate. But, you know, it's, a, it's not a question of something universal versus something private. It's a question whether I'm awarding something magical to certain events, or whether I am looking for some kind of a divine sign. In the case of Eliezer, it was the, the sign came as a result of a tefillah to Akash Baruch. If somebody's a spell to Akash Baruch and asks for a sign, Mishamayim, that's not awarding magical significance to, to events, but rather that's asking for a sign from Akash Baruch. That's Hashkacha practice. The whole problem is when one awards magical powers to things other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's what we saw before. In the difference in Nachash and, and, and Simon, according to Rashi, is when you're so much totally on that side, because then you're awarding it magical power, as opposed to seeing it as some kind of a, an indication of something, which you, you take it or leave it, you can, but it's not something which is absolute, because you're not awarding magical powers to, to things other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
this is what the Avodah Samelech says in, in explaining the Rambam, that from the Lashon of the Rambam, which I read before, it sounds like the problem is when you award magical significance and powers to these events and these objects. That's the problem. However, if in the case of Eliezer, we pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he asks for some divine sign, that there's no problem with at all. Okay, I want to close with uh, the shita, a very interesting shita of the Ravid. The Ravid argues on the Rambam, and he says, how could it be that Eliezer did something wrong? And he says, you misinterpreted the entire Gemara. He says, what confused the Rambam is the Gemara that says, The Gemara in He thought that this was referring to the Isser of Nichosh. That the, the Nachash, which is Asr, is the one that Eliezer did. You're not allowed to, to trust a Nichosh in the positive sense, in a way that's allowed and legitimate, unless it's like the Nichosh of Avram. That's what the, that's what, um, the Ravid says. The, uh, Radak, I'm uh, sorry, the Radak, the Ran, quotes the Ravid, and he says, I don't understand the Ravid. If we recall the story, so Rav said, oh, the fairy is coming towards me, and he was Menachesh, and the Gemara thinks that because of that Nichosh, he refused to eat because he felt guilty. So apparently, and then he says, no, there was nothing wrong with that Nichosh because it wasn't totally basing himself on that sign like Eliezer ben Avram. Only Eliezer, like Eliezer ben Avram. Only when you totally trust you know, that sign and awarded some magical powers, only then is it Asr. But if you look at it, you know, as a sign, a simon, then it's perfectly fine. So you see that the Nichush of Eliezer, of total uh, dependence on that sign, was something which was Asr. So the answer to this question is found in the Radak that I mentioned before. The Radak has a different read of the Gemara in, in Chulin. According to Radak, he says, maybe he didn't eat the bread because of Nichosh, not the Nichosh, but the original Nichosh, that the ferry came to him and he felt guilty about it, but rather there was a second Nichosh. According to the Radak, when he looked through the crack in the wall and he saw the meat unguarded, he felt that was a bad omen and that's why he didn't eat the meat. And that's a symbol which was, it was, it was a Nichosh which, which was allowed. The Gemara, the continuous the Gemara says, these are Simon that you're allowed to, that, that, that you're allowed to consider. It's talking about you know, there, there are certain things that maybe you shouldn't consider. But these are simanim that you're allowed to consider. There's an idea of simon which you're allowed to consider as, you know, to be cholshesh. So since when Rav came, everybody came out and they left the meat unguarded, he felt that was a bad sign and therefore he didn't want to eat from the meat. So when he says, no, you know, if it's not like a simon of Eliezer Avram, you know, then, then you shouldn't, he should have been concerned about eating the meat. It wasn't like the, the, the simon of Eliezer Ever Avram, and therefore it wasn't a problem. But then Eliezer Ever Avram is talking about a simon which you're allowed to consider, not a simon which is prohibited. That's how the Radak interprets the Gemara in Chulin. And that's apparently the sheet of the Raivin. In other words, the entire Gemara is not talking about a simon which one has, which is prohibited, a nichosh which one has to avoid because it's prohibited. But rather, it's talking there are certain simonim which you're allowed to consider and which you can consider. On the other hand, there are things that have no meaning at all and you shouldn't be concerned with them. So that's exactly what the Gemara is talking about according to the Radak and according to the Ravid.
and uh, the Rambam continues, and he uh, writes uh, in the next halacha, and he talks about simanim that you're allowed to consider. Misha amar adu azusha banisi. You know, this is a house that I built. Simen tov alai. No, that's a simon which you're allowed to do. According to the Rambam, simon doesn't mean, and therefore I will do something because I have a good omen, but rather, you know, you're allowed to say, it's brought me good luck in the past. That you're allowed to do. I married this woman. That you're to say. And you let us say, what Pasuk you're learning, and he tells you a bracha, you could be happy. You could be happy, but you're not supposed to do things and see it as a way of changing your, your behavior. But rather, you're allowed to be happy, you're allowed to be sad in the past. But it shouldn't change the way that you act in the future. Um, the Ravid argues and says, call mutter. When it's, it's not talking about masav. I'm sorry, Avram, Avram, it's calling the Rambam. It's talking about what you are allowed to base yourself on. You bought a house that things have been good for you. That's a good simon that you're allowed to, that you're allowed to use as a simon. But there are other things that you shouldn't use as a simon. A simon that didn't happen three times. So don't use that as a simon. There are things that if you if you use those things as a simon, so they're they have they're meaningless, and it, and it would be silly and stupid to use simon that have no meaning at all. On the other hand, there are things that are good simonim. So the Gemara over there is talking about good simonim and bad simonim, simonim that you shouldn't be happy about, and should be things that maybe um, are are ways to you know, help you decide what you should do in the future. According to the Ravid, it's a legitimate possibility, and we're not, the Gemara Chulans are not at all talking about Nichosh in the negative sense in terms of the prohibition. That's the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Here we're talking about Nichosh and Simanu, which are legitimate, and which you're allowed to follow, like Eliezer Ebra Avram. On the other hand, the Isra of Lotanachashu, that's, that's the Gemara in, in uh, Sanhedrin, and that has absolutely nothing to do with the Sugya in, with the Sugya in, uh, in, in, in Chulun, which is discussing various different signs that you can attribute to God in terms of telling you what to do and to go in the proper direction, and therefore those are things which, are, which according to the Ravid, are totally legitimate.